Hello and welcome to Cash Grab, the podcast where we talk about franchises that have been turned into video games or vice versa and decide are they a cash grab or are they not. My name is Tom. And I'm Steph. <laughs> and I'm joined with the the Debbie Harry to my fucking who's the magician what's the magician's name something daniel i, I, I have no idea mate. <laughs> well you're my what i'm trying to say is you are my magician's assistant steph and i think the very apt thing uh for you to be in this time considering we are talking about magic in today's episode for the third time may i add we are talking about magic it is yeah it is um yes. just just to put it out there of course everything that's going on in the world we are we are isolating we, we are, are in indeed. lockdown, so we are currently recording this over Discord. So uh, hopefully the volume and everything sounds alright, and the actual the actual speech isn't too bad. But we can only apologise, but we can't do much about it, sadly. Absolutely. So I mean, in one sense, this is you know this is a, an uncomfortable situation we all find ourselves in, and you know quite a bit of a quite a bit of a shame, you know, especially when it comes to podcasting, because it does throw in some complications, a bit of a spanner in the works, isn't it, Steph? But at the same time, congratulations to all you listeners to the first quarantine fucking cash grab episode. That's not bad, is it? No, the first quarantine cash grab is uh, got a ring yeah. to it. It's, I mean, got, you know, it's got a bloody brilliant ring to it. In fact, I think we should just do quarantine cash grabs from now on. Just chuck fucking Adam in a cell. And throw a microphone in and let him be done with it. Just let him deal we'll, with we'll it. Just, we'll just write down, Steph, we'll just write down how many weeks till he uses it as a dildo. Oh, God. <laughs> um, point one of a week? Yeah, I think I think a good point one or point two. I'll go point two just to throw uh, a little a little sugar in there, and we'll 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 put twenty quid on it, and whoever wins, that's it. You've you've got a few rounds at the pub, basically. When the pub reopens. When the pub reopens in 2022. Beautiful stuff. So, right. on to the podcast. Today we are doing Harry Potter 3, which is the Prisoner of Azkaban, because we have got into a trend of every 10 episodes we do a Harry Potter. So it is the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, Steph, have you seen this before? Yes. Uh, Tom, just quickly, mate, could you yes. maybe turn off your noise suppression? Because you keep cutting in and out, and I'm wondering if it's because it's just trying to get rid of your voice there i don't know okay how's that is that better yeah that, sound, yeah, yeah, that sounds better we'll see we'll see what happens in the episode lovely man am i cutting in or out or am i all right uh you're cutting in and out a tiny bit yeah all right let's just turn it off all right i'll turn it off let me know if that's a any... lot better fucking hell oh is it oh that's amazing yeah it sounds like you're in the room sounds like you're with me that's so oh. much better <laughs> oh cool all right let me know if you hear any uh background noise because my house is not a quiet household. That's all right. Um, Don't worry about it, mate. Adds, it right. adds flavour, adds spice to this podcast. <laughs> adds, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, right. So, anyone that hasn't listened to the show before, which is millions and billions of people, yeah. Uh, we what we do is we watch thirty minutes of the show, of the film, and then we yep. play thirty minutes of the game. Yep. And then we see how they compare, and we decide whether or not the game is a cash grab. Hmm. Because normally you get a video game based off a film. Sometimes that's, you might do it yeah. the other way around, but we'll. Yeah. We'll get to that. It's it's more commonplace for a franchise to be turned into a video game. At least at least it was. I think it's becoming more it's common now for video games to become franchises. Definitely. I think that the, the years of the video game tie-ins have, yes. have stopped. Yes, exactly. And now they're trying to nail video game films. Yes. And they're getting better. They are. The the first one that really comes to mind is something like Assassin's Creed, which I haven't seen it. And obviously, I think we're going to be covering that at some point on this. But yes. 
I, at least uh, to my memory, I remember hearing it was a bit of a, a, a disappointing uh, f- fuck. Fuck hole. Disappointing it's, it's, Yes. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's basically my assumption of what it was. I watched a Sonic movie and yes. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm hearing a lot of that. I'm hearing just a lot of that. Take it for what it is and just enjoy it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as, as a, as a, like, you know, you grew up with Sega, didn't you? Sonic's in your yeah. childhood. And I think, I think, I think that definitely helps. Yeah, definitely. But we'll, we'll do an episode on that anyway. Absolutely. Now it's, we now will. it's out and digital. Absolutely. But today we are talking about Harry Potter three and the prisoner of Azkaban. We are. Yeah. So let's jump right in, I suppose. Um, so you, you've seen this before. Yeah. No, <laughs> never seen Harry Potter three. Nah, it's it's the trend with every time we do a Harry Potter, I I come to realise I've watched practically none of them. I think I've seen the first, a little bit oh, okay. of the second, and I've seen probably the last one or two, maybe uh, all that stuff in the middle. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. So no, this is. I think this is my first time seeing it. I certainly don't remember any of the the mad shit which happens in the first like ten minutes at least. <laughs> that that I I would have remembered this. Do you know what I mean? Like I've definitely yeah, never like, seen this before. I feel like you would have. Uh, yeah, you would remember this because it's, it's a absolutely. It's a very like intense opening scene. Exactly. So I mean, right. Let's let's jump into it. So the the quite typically of a Harry Potter film, we actually discussed this before we started watching the film. Uh, quite typically, it always starts on uh, the the road where Harry lives with his uh, uncle and auntie, or, or or basically his captors. Do you know what I mean? Because he is yeah. he is fucking captive to his despicable human beings that he lives with. Yeah. Um, so it, it always it always seems to start there, basically, and and this film is no different. So no, it starts, it starts there and, in that place in uh, yeah. Derwent Avenue. I think it is, isn't it? Is that what it is? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I uh, you, once again asking the wrong bloke, you know. <laughs> 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 um, so let's say Derwent Avenue. So it starts in Derwent Avenue, and um, basically, uh, camera kind of zooms in, pans in, and it's uh, a dark, rainy night, and Harry is in his room and under his covers, and it's it's trying to play off the fact that you know. He's he's becoming a teenage boy, and so he's starting to experiment with himself. But really, it's, it's Privet Drive, by the way. <laughs> so so they're on Privet Drive. <laughs> Camera pans in, <laughs> and it's it's playing off the fact that Harry's gonna be starting to experiment with himself, playing with himself. He's a teenage boy. That you know, this is as. You know, this was coming out during our generation. We were of a similar age. So it was trying to kind of play into our development as human beings. And really, what's Harry doing? He's experimenting with fucking light tricks with his wand. Once again, not not a pun. Can I rephrase this? Yes. He's experimenting with his wand under the bedsheets. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he is. He's experimenting with his wand under the bedsheets, and he's producing beams of light from the tip of his wand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and because he's never because he's never experienced this before, he's quite surprised by it. But he's he's reading he's reading I don't know what is he reading again? He's some book in it. It's a book or a newspaper or something. Yeah, he's, he's reading. Sure. Basically, he's reading some old piece of shit under his bedsheet. What I like about this scene is Vernon coming in like every 10 seconds and just frantically looking around the room for something to scream at. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he just wants to b- 
belt. He wants to fucking wrap his belt around his fist, pummel Harry, and then rip his drawing of Hedwig off his wardrobe. Yeah, his little drawing, his little watercolour of Hedwig. Which I don't... It was the first note I made, colouring in sessions at Hogwarts. <laughs> like, uh, like what the fuck? You've got a live owl in your room. You don't need a drawing, surely. Yeah, you still might need a drawing of him. Who knows? Just to remind you of what he looks like in case you turn your head to the left. <laughs> I mean, to be fair... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I've got a picture of my dog in my room, but my dog doesn't permanently live in my room. Yeah, that's the point. Exactly. And uh, also, your, your, your dog isn't, a, isn't the sort of animal to perch and take feet, fucking seed from your hand. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, he might. We haven't tried that. He's a smart dog. <laughs> Do you want to hear what my first note was? Go on. Uncle Vernon. Yes. He's put on a lot of weight. I'm sure Fucking he's hell. got a lot of weight. He's massive. This ties into my second note. So so I'll get to my second note in a second because it ties in perfectly with that. But basically after this scene of Harry looking at something which is obviously going to end up being quite important, this important book or document, whatever he's looking at, it, it changes scene uh, to, the, to the morning afterwards um, or the day afterwards. And there is a guest coming over to the Dudley residence, Dursley residence. <laughs> and... Um, Basically, they're having a like a Sunday lunch sort of thing, and basically, Harry is the washing up bitch, the everything bitch. Basically, yeah, you know, he's got to, he's got to make sure the volume on the TV is at an even number, all of that shit. Um, and basically, they have a few kind of panning camera angles whilst the Dursley family are sitting down with their guest at the table. Fucking hell! Second note: Vernon, as powerful as ever, the size of him. <laughs> the fucking size of the man he he's it's it's like do you know what i mean i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to think of something real in this world that you could kind of attribute him to to kind of make it human it's like if a jumbo jet sprouted arms and legs and decided to sit at a dinner table it's unreal it is he is massive it's so- less aerodynamic more so like a basically, boulder, to be honest. A yeah, he is basically boulder. A boulder. Yeah. And um, as usual, Harry gets treated like absolute shit. And, yes. Uh, he gets very pissed off. He does. He goes all mad wizard and turns the, I assume it's the auntie that's come to visit, turns her yeah, I, into I a was, massive balloon. Yes. And she slowly rolls out of the house through the conservatory. Now, yes. Vernon then holds onto her feet. And I'll yes. tell you what, mate, my second note is yeah. the the magic behind Harry's, like, whatever he's done, like, the power yes. of his magic yes. must be absolutely insane because Vernon has the, the weight capability to hold down a SpaceX shuttle launch. Yes. There is I'm, I'm no gonna... way <laughs> that, she, that <laughs> he, he couldn't keep her underground. I don't know what power he was producing with that spell. I, 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 I totally hell. agree. I'm going to take a stab in the dark at Vernon's weight here, and I'm going to say he's closer to 70 stone. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's quite, quite appropriate. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, how many, how many, how many stones to a ton? Uh, I hope you don't mind if I have a quick Google. Hang on. Stones to a ton. 142 stones is a ton. So 70 is literally half that. 
And I think saying he weighs I half a ton. I think what he's saying he weighs half a ton is pretty spot on. So yeah, it's quite valid. So yeah. look, I, I don't even think that's an exaggeration. Vernon is seventy stone, listeners, <laughs> and this this woman, God knows how powerful the helium is that Harry filled her up with. But my God, it lifts seventy stone like it's fucking nothing, like he's a toddler, and she yeah. and she just takes off. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. That's and it. with that. Obviously, Vernon's a little bit pissed off. And, yeah, uh, he's not happy, is he? Can we talk about Harry. Vernon's eyes quickly? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, a bit a bit like a chameleon, isn't it? Like, one's looking for you and one's looking at you. Yeah, they're, it's a bit, they're a bit, it's a bit odd. But what's it about? Because was he pissed at the dinner table or was he, what, is he just, is it basically just morbid obesity and diabetes? Because it's, it's, or is it all I of think- them? I think he was pissed. I think he was having a good old, good old drink up. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, true enough. They were they were downing brandy as as the scene was kind of carrying on, weren't they? Fair enough. Let's let's lay it down to alcohol then. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it was definitely alcohol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. So so yeah, Harry gets out of the house because he mm. obviously has to leave again. Yes. Um. So this time he leaves and just i don't know what his plan was but he leaves the house and sits on a bench by a playground yeah and this is middle of the night middle, middle of the night, night. On, on a wet evening as well it's not raining but it's it's previously been raining so there's no there's nowhere to sit or be comfortable so yeah i don't really understand what his plan really was yeah and and then yeah because yeah what the, what the fuck is he trying to do did he know about the bus we'll get to the bus in a sec but did he know about it I done. don't think so because he was quite he... surprised when the bus turned up. Yeah, he did look shocked, didn't it? Yeah, right, so, so I don't really know what was going on there. But then, the, so the plot line of this film is Sirius Black has escaped Azkaban prison, mm. and they believe he's coming after Harry because he's a bad wizard who was who was mates with Voldemort. Oh, he's a very naughty wizard. He's a he's, he's a fucking Yuri Geller of the fucking <laughs> wizarding world. That's what he is. He's all so, about bending spoons and being a real troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> but well, so, so not to spoil not to spoil this film that came out in, in 2004 what, <laughs> um, but i'm gonna quickly lay down a spoiler go on he's not evil he's <gasps> harry's uncle fucking hell or is he uncle or is he just like a he's like is he one friend. of those people that says no. like Oh, I'm, I'm your uncle. I'm, I'm your uncle. Yeah, exactly. That's He's really, your uncle. Really good mates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that sort. Of, I, I feel like it's that sort of thing, to be honest. Um. So <clears throat> he can turn into a wolf. Hmm. So he. So the, the the playground goes all creepy and everything squeaking and you know everything yeah. has a bit of maintenance to it. Yes. But yes. It's all going a bit weird and yeah. And then the wolf comes out really slowly out of the bush, like yeah. snarling. Yes. And, like, Bearing teeth and barks, yes. and then the bus comes. Mm. Now, if he was genuinely fl- trying to get to Harry and be like, "No, we're friends. Me and your dad have been friends for well, we were friends whilst he was alive for years." You'd do you know, a friendly pant, wouldn't you? You'd think if you were a wolf. Yeah, you'd think he'd just be nice. You wouldn't think he'd yeah be so creepy. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but I didn't really understand why yeah it's it's, it's I, I don't like we made a point of this whilst we we're watching it. i mean you brought it up but like you know you wouldn't come out baring your teeth and snarling because it's the equivalent of saying like i love you you prick <laughs> Do you know what I mean? like, <laughs> like, it's it, it gives off a very strange kind of mixed impression that like you know you're not physically attacking him 
yet, but you are kind of giving off the impression that you are going to tear his jugular out. Yeah, because like, you know, we both got dogs. We both love dogs. But if a dog comes up to you and bears its teeth and starts growling, you don't go, oh, hello, dog, I'm going to stroke you. You go, hello, pooch. Somebody I wants a pat on the head, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> you, you back off instinctively, knowing that the dog absolutely rip your fucking face apart. Oh, yes, so, absolutely. It's just a bit of a weird thing. But then we get anyway. We get to the bus. And the bus mm. is probably the best bit of this film. At least, at least for the bits we watched. I mean, barring anything that involved Vernon, because I'm just, I'm just the biggest vernon fan i would i would watch a spin-off of vernon and it would mainly be him watching reruns of who wants to be a millionaire and eating fucking frey bentos pies like fresh out of the tin <laughs> cold but i would happily watch that like all day vernon is a class act in my opinion he's a class <laughs> he's a class act he's a fucking class act. i love the fella but yeah i would, bus, I would bus like to class, see that bus is a second yeah sure <laughs> no, fair enough yeah um yeah, so you've got the magic bus. It yes. can do all kinds of things, which mm. still surprise Harry, even though, like, what more can happen in this universe that keeps surprising Harry? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's one of the, like, he, in just a year ago, in, in uh, film timeline, chronologically, just a year ago, he battered a basilisk. And yeah, now he's like, surprised by a bus. He had, in the first one, he had a man who was living on the back of another man's fucking hell yes like yes how much more can you be surprised by but um i mean yeah it was quite odd it's just more cool isn't it like the bus can go slow motion and then like shrink like yeah yeah do everything it does it's a wacky start to this film do you know what i mean it's really it is pretty fucking wacky like it's they've definitely uh, one note i've made is they've definitely ramped up production you know, the, the production has ramped up like tenfold since the first two films. But they've really obviously thought like, you know, we've, we've got an extra 10 million to play with our budget this time. Let's drop 8 million of it in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> That's what I feel they've done. I thought they just thought like, yeah, let's let's really fucking up the stakes here. Yeah, it does. It does feel like they kind of went like that. But I believe it's, it's manic. Now, I'm, I believe that. Yeah, it was a new director for number three. It feels like it, doesn't it? I was so thinking num- that, yeah. Number one and two was Chris Columbus. Mm. And then number three was, oh God, here we go. Alfonso <laughs> Cuarón. Mate, whatever you say. <laughs> and then whatever number four is another guy. And then five, six, seven, and eight is David Yates. So okay. like we, that's why you kind of start to notice the change. And David Yates' mm. films are definitely the darker ones of the Harry Potter films. I, I feel like they're, they've put their foot through the door. Sorry, I might have clipped the mic there with a very heavy pee, like a poo. It might but, have um, hit you a pop shield. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel like they did start putting their f- foot through the door of the kind of getting a bit darker with this one, but it's it's not really tempting with it yet. It's kind of just bordering on it. And it's kind of got to if Dementors are going to be a fucking thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like They're literally spirits of the dead which suck out your soul. You can't exactly have a vibrant, colourful, happy film when those things fucking exist. No. Imagine no, you them. Really can't. Yeah, imagine them in something like oh, well, just imagine Mary Poppins. Like the... <laughs> but if they were just in the first or second film, they still wouldn't really fit in. Yeah. I mean, imagine... the second film had a lot of death or like yeah. a lot of perceived death from the, yes. um, 
this big snake, but yes, I still don't think they would fit in. Can you imagine? Instead of feed the birds tuppence a bag, you fed the dementors tuppence a bag. Tuppence of soul. (laughs) (laughs) Tuppence of soul. Sacrifice the child. Uh, Yes. Uh, I think I think there's something in that, mate. Yeah, I there's think a, it, there's a. I, I think I think a cash grab musical is just round the corner. <laughs> <laughs> just round the corner. We'll keep working on it. Absolutely. So so yeah, this this the bus scene is intense. It's it's manic. It's manic. It is good fun. It, it it's a real change up from the previous formula of Harry Potter. It's something totally different. It does give the opening of this film its own identity, no doubt. Um, and he ends up at what's it called? The place I want to call it the, the ragged flag cauldron. The leaky cauldron. What's the ragged flagon? Hang on. I feel, no like idea, I, I feel like that's a pub in oblivion. Imagine if it was. That'd be so. It fun. probably is actually. It sounds like a pub. From ragged oblivion. flagon cistern. Oh, it's a uh, Skyrim. The ragged flagon. Ah, uh, Skyrim. It's, oh, you're it's, close. You're it's close. the one where the um, fucking hell. It's the one where the thieves guild are. You know what? You oh, know what? yeah, in that in that bottom city, Riften. Yeah, Riften. I was thinking of the Inn of Ill Omen. You know where you meet uh, Lucian Lachance from the Dark Brotherhood for the first time. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're a disgusting killer, aren't you? And you're like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And goes, you are. You fucking creep. <laughs> <laughs> you little bitch. You're a disgusting killer. And then you basically just go along with it, and you have a great time because th- that side quest is the fucking tits. Yeah, still not as good as the one in Oblivion, though. The Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion's better. No, that's the one I meant. Oh, sorry, I thought you were in Skyrim. <laughs> no, the one in Skyrim's all right. It's not great. Yeah. The, it's, the, it, the Oblivion one's so good. Oh, it's so fucking funny, isn't it? It's the best. When, you, when you've been picking up the dead drops and killing people for, like, for the little like wood elf fella who double-crosses you because he wants to kill the Night Mother, and then Lucian Lachance is like, what have you got in your hand? No! Those aren't my fucking orders. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit! Just murdered six people for no fucking reason. And just then go, they hang go him. Go on another rampage. Yeah, exactly. And then they just kill Lucy and Lachance. Poor fucker. Good character. Poor anyway, anyway back yeah, to back Harry to Harry Potter. Potter. Uh, so he goes to Leaky Cauldron and just happens to be that all his mates are there. Like they're just expecting. Yes. Always the people always expecting Harry to appear. Yeah, it's it's a bit probably because they know how shit it is at home for him. <laughs> They're like, yeah, mate. If I was him, I'd be trying to escape all the time. Yeah, Vern, with Vernon checking every night that you're actually awake because if you're asleep, he'll eat you. You're still awake. Exactly. Or yeah. Asleep, sorry. <laughs> like 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 cooking lobster. You know, they just freeze them and then just chuck them in a boiling pan. And they're like, it's humane. He'll do the same with Harry. Yeah. As, soon as, he, as soon as he knows his eyes are closed, he chucks him in the freezer, freezes him up whilst he's still in like stasis, and then just lobs him in a big pot full you know of boiling if, water. You know when they just <laughs> chuck like a live lobster into a boiling pot of water? Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it screams. They're like, it's just the steam escaping the shell. Yeah, and it's Vernon's just doing the same thing with Harry screaming. It's just the steam escaping And when shell. And when the wizard shell goes red, you know he's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> And when his pincers stop moving, you know he's definitely cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Vernon. Get in. Eat that wizard. Oh, fucking hell. God. Right. My, my notes start getting a bit manic from here. Um, 
mine is just I've, about the uh, dementors, really. Yes. I, so one thing I did say is that rather than it feeling like a Harry Potter film during a lot of the bus ride, mm-hmm. it feels probably more akin to Johnny English because it's mental. <laughs> mental. It's a bit all over the shop, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It proper is. Uh, one thing, one one of my notes afterwards, which we, we'll touch on more as we talk about the film, but I, I've just got to say, I've got to stamp it right now. And I think this will be the third time I've mentioned this exact comment because this is the third Harry Potter film and it's still an issue. Acting. Mm, yeah, it's, it's still not good. Fuck it now. It's just in, in places. Even the guy that plays God. Lupin, like when he first on the, on the train. Lupin's oh, the one that saved them. Yes, from the yes. Like, even he was wooden when he was like, "Have this Eat chocolate. Some chocolate. Feel <laughs> Have some chocolate Toblerone. Chocolate. I'm going to talk to a driver now. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like even like even the adult was bad. Yeah, I agree. Because they're like 14, but like you can't. Yeah. You know the the kids. You know they're going to be yeah. crap at 14. No one's. So but yeah, yeah the basically, adult, even now a bit pants. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So, so he's at the uh, what's it called again? It's not the ragged flagon, the leaky, leaky cauldron. cauldron. He's at a leaky cauldron, and who's he? Who does he meet? He meets a bloke, and a bloke has a hunchback friend, and the hunchback friend starts crushing up bread, like yeah. old stale bread, in front of Harry's face. And to me, that was a threat. It wasn't so much. Do you want some peas? <laughs> so it it wasn't like do you want some pea soup? It was more like I could I could crush you like a fucking stale bit of bread if you double cross me you little thunderbolt if you come at me <laughs> oh shit sorry i dropped the sea bro don't come at me you little prick like i'll break you like this shitty loaf of bread you bastard it was it was a bit like that i thought i mean and then I the guy was like it, and, and then the guy was like do you want some pea soup and I'd be like, no, funnily enough, my appetite has completely fucking left me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Surprisingly enough. Jesus. Yeah, you've got Christ. a hunchback on Orchard Arm there, just smashing up yeah, bread. Qu- Quasimodo stamping on bread. <laughs> funnily enough, I don't want any of your fucking soup, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so. Yeah, and then I, I can't on. remember what actually really happens in the, in the cauldron, to be fair, but should we just get to the Dementors? The, it's the, the he had the book. He had the book, which I think needs to be mentioned. Oh, the, the book of monsters. Monsters? Monsters? Monsters. I think we've lost Tom. Oh, monsters is what I meant to say. Oh. Yeah, so this is another like thing of the Harry Potter universe, which I get it. But it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why have a book about monsters that is a monster book? Like, you open it up and it tries to rip your fucking face off. Yes. And then the you've book- got to, like... You, I think later on you find out that you have to, like, stroke its spine. So you have to, like, stroke the spine oh, of the book. Fucking so you hell. can, like, kind of will it into letting you open it up. And, like... Fucking hell. So you have to, like, caress the book for it to give you permission to read it. Otherwise, it just goes at you. And it's just like, who? Why? Who of this? Why, like, why, why would you do this? Does, does the book have a page on itself? You know the old saying of like, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Absolutely. Like, good saying. The geezer was like, 
hmm, I wrote a book about all different monsters and I could make it so the book is a monster. That would be quite fun, wouldn't it? That would be and, interesting. And then I'll give it to school children. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm going to write a book about fire safety, but when you open the first page, it blows up. <laughs> <Do you> know, <laughs> and on the last you know, page, it'll be a fire extinguisher, but they'll never get there. They'll never get it. Blow up. Because the book is already in cinders. No sense. No sense at all. So yeah, Harry basically opens this book. The book tries to eat his fucking lips off. And then he has a ridiculous scene where basically he ends up fooling the book by dropping a shoe. The book tries to eat a shoe and he stamps on it. And literally the scene ends quite comically. It stamps on it. It's got a close up of his fucking two feet crushing its skull and just goes like, (laughs) yeah, and it's just like, and then it just cuts to fucking next scene. But anyway, I think that's, he, 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 like you said, he, he kind of rejoins with uh, the Weasleys and Hermione Granger and they have like a little catch up and, and it kind of moves straight onto the train, doesn't it? Yeah, and then the train's fairly normal, except from the fact that Harry's willing to spill secrets in front of a person who's apparently asleep, which just seems yeah. ridiculous. L- listen, the, we, we've all been on like a train back home or something late at night after a night out. That like we've all we've all been there, and there's always been that one guy that's like so drunk that he's passed out with like his coat over his head. But you know you you don't want to play any fucking tricks with him because you know rudely awake him in any way shape or form and he'll he'll try and kill you without the use of his hands he'll just nut you to death do you know what i mean Mm, yeah i got the same impression from that bloke under a coat and still a load of 13 year olds just happily sat next to him and also why is a grown adult on the child's train to hogwarts do you know what i mean no i I think uh I think the adults can use the train as well, like the teachers. Can they? Yeah, yeah. I think the teachers can get on the train as well. I don't think oh. it's just for the kids. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. So they, so they assumed he was probably a teacher. I'd like to think so, but I don't know. Because, mm. I mean, come on, that could, like, he's, he's all, all in dark clothes, covered up, dark, dark fucking cloak over his face. Like... Some, do you know what I mean? Just something smells fishy about that to me. I yeah, wouldn't have gone in. No, I would have tried. Honestly, I mean, they said the carriages were busy, but I'm sure they could find a carriage with like three spaces in it to go sit in. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, forgive me if I'm if I'm jumping to conclusions, but I thought I got a little sneak peek of the cabin next to him, and that looked fucking empty to me. Mm, could have been. Maybe that guy. Maybe the bloke under the black coat whatever his name is, Finnegan. Lupin. That's the one. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe he cast a hex to make them think it everyone. Was yes, when really it's just an empty train. Could be. And he wanted them to sit near him because he plans. <laughs> He's like a James Bond villain. He knows exactly what's going to happen all the time. Yes, exactly. Uh, under his coat... He is hiding his face, but also stroking a cat on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has got scars on his face. He has. He he could he could be a supervillain, but in fairness, a lot of a lot of people like could be potential supervillains in the Harry Potter universe. Like yeah. it, it only takes Hagrid to have a little bit too much fucking mandrake root and suddenly he's just clubbing everyone to death in the halls. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like with his massive hands, like you know, it, it could only take one like terrible incident to turn Hagrid into 
fucking juggernaut from X-Men. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, and then everyone's fucked. No amount of magic can stop Hagrid. No. Not Ima- so. Imagine him charging into Dumbledore. Dumbledore's wiry frame would be broken into <laughs> microcosms of minuscule bone. He'd be done. That'd be it. It would be game over, wouldn't it? <sighs> uh, speaking of know. Dumbledore. Yes. He says, like, towards the end of the 30 minutes, he says, right, you know, I mean, this is going to be ad-libbed, but he basically says, there's a load of floating <coughs> Grim Reapers out there. Yeah. Don't be worried, because <laughs> unless you antagonize them, they will leave you alone. Yeah, yeah. Now, he, he basically was... spoke to them as if, like, they were bees outside. Yeah. yeah. Making like, honey. And then <laughs> it, the, the, the camera zooms out, and you've got, like, a shit ton. I'd say 50 or something. Just it's, a, it's a lot. The, yeah. the whole building just yeah. floating there with their creepy little hands. <laughs> How are you not supposed to get worked up? I don't, Knowing I, that they, I, at any second they can fly down, suck your soul out of your body, yes. and you can't do a thing about it. I know. It's, it, it really is. It's, yeah, it is the equivalent of saying, like, we've got a new hive on site, and, you know, the, the bees are producing honey, so just leave them alone and they'll leave you alone. What Dumbledore forgets to tell you is that these bees are five foot each and the hive is a city. Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and, a sting, and a stinger can go through three people at once and then spurt venom out the other side. And there's <laughs> enough venom to coat a classroom. Like, yeah, don't be concerned just... is, a, is a gross understatement of what is a horrific situation, in my opinion. Yeah, I found it a bit, bit of a strange statement. Steph, um, I've got a question for you. Go for it. Hypothetical situation. Yeah. Well, go for it. Deathmatch. Blue corner, Vernon Dursley. Red corner, Hagrid. Is it juggernaut Hagrid or just normal Hagrid? Mm. Um, let's got... say let's let's say normal Hagrid, but he has the potential to turn mid-fight. Well, I'd say yeah. Vernon has yes. it. If Hagrid doesn't <laughs> turn into Juggernaut Hagrid, but if Hagrid manages yeah. to turn into Juggernaut Hagrid, then Vernon's going down. Yeah, I think you're right. I I think one thing I think could swing it for Vernon. Yeah, is that Vernon Vernon is he, he's he's a solid contender in my opinion. But then when he's angry, fucking hell, it, his his power level spikes in my opinion. Like he he fucking <laughs> when he, you know when he goes through the roof, like when Ron broke him out. Like when Ron broke Harry out and Vernon's Vernon's fucking fury, boom! Like when he's like that, fucking hell! Super I, Saiyan I, Vernon, could yes, Super Saiyan Vernon. I, I think I think is probably top Tanya. Like I, don't I think, think it'd be like a Rocky battle. I think they I think they'd both punch at the same time, <laughs> and then they and it would end like that with the sweat coming off them, and, and we'd we'd truly never know who won. But yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful fight i think that's a fight i want to watch yeah definitely yeah okay all right well uh we'll, we'll let that yes. one lie <laughs> should we, uh, so should we, should we move on to the game hang on one thing one thing uh i have got one note but i don't know what it relates to actually i right. do know what it relates to it relates to the woman that got inflated okay yeah um so, do you remember on that scene before he was waiting for the bus and he kind of left home and she was still floating around in the evening sky? Yep. I thought to myself, imagine the fart you'd do after you'd been let down. 
My God. Maybe they have to like let you out. My, like, my a, God. like a massive like, <laughs> 17 acre field and you get placed in the middle of it. <laughs> so, so you could go yeah. to be like a mini yeah. atom bomb, wouldn't it? <coughs> the local like Shropshire News would cover it up and being like, uh, a, uh, a World War II bomb was uh, detonated in a field, <laughs> field earlier today, so nothing to worry about there. <laughs> Just... <laughs> 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 the window's just going like but yeah that's 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 my closing note i think to be honest i, I, I like think it that was our half an hour what so, can you, what you, can you would, take from yeah, that half would an you hour? would you carry on watching it since you haven't seen the film yeah i would yeah i would i, I yeah. think much like the other harry potters half an hour is enough to get me invested definitely not hooked but invested yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Have yeah. a, right, now have a guess what the meta- Metacritic score is for the film. Oh, is Metacritic where it's like, it's a it's a full number, it's not not like a seven point something, is it? Yeah, it's out of 100, yeah. Out of 100. Um, I would say it's in the 80s, maybe like 81, 82. Oh, 82. Is it? Yeah, Fuck off. 82, yeah. Oh, shit. Fucking hell, nice. I haven't got my internet <laughs> open, I absolutely promise you, like... I've I've got nothing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It that that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's got low lows. Yeah. Eighty two. Beautiful. Um, good. Good. Right. Yeah. Now the game. So <laughs> we. <laughs> so we've uh, played the GameCube version. Yes. Of Harry Potter and the Prison of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. Um, have you ever played this before? I have not, no. No? Have you played any Harry Potter 3 games before? I've never played any Harry Potter 3 games, no. I've played the Philosopher's Stone on PS1, and I think I played the Chamber of Secrets on GameCube. Oh. Yeah. Which which was not too dissimilar to this, but uh, to be honest, like, just off the bat, this this isn't bad to look at. No, it's, it's fine, really, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I will throw out one thing. Main menu music, fucking hell, a bit over the top. A little bit over the top. It's like fucking Symphony of the Night in there. It's it's unbelievable. Like I don't know what they're thinking. It's like fucking. It's like a fucking Gregorian fucking choir chant in the way. And you think to yourself, it's Harry Potter, mate. Just do a bit of the kind of like spooky wizardy music. Like, yeah, like you've got the music down to a point. Just just yeah. go that. So yeah, exactly. EA UK developed the uh, GameCube version that we played. Nice, nice. And it came out. In Europe, in 29th of May 2004. Wow, fucking hell! So it's nearly, nearly 16 years old. Yeah, nearly 16 years old. So Harry Potter three mm. came out 31st of May 2004. This came out before it. So this came out two days before Harry Potter three. Right. So it's ba- it's basically a tie-in, isn't it? Yes. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I think I think we know what they were thinking. We <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what they were thinking. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, all right, jumping into the game itself, like... Do you want to you... do the Metacritic score for the game now? Oh, yeah, yeah, go on. Do you want to do it at the end of the... No, I, I, I say whilst 82 is fresh in our minds from the film, let's let's do the Metacritic score for the game. Um, all right, go on. If, if I'm to hazard a guess, I mean, I would think lower than... I'd say early 70s, 71, 72. 
67. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. But the, I mean, but the user score is 7.7. 7. Mm, but remember, you can't take that as gospel because people just upload it for the fun of it. People type all sorts of shit. In fact, like you, people purposely overrate terrible games on Metacritic all the fucking time. All the time. Yeah. So take that bit of a grain of salt. But yeah, the yeah. Metacritic 67. Okay, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. I, I, I can imagine that, to be honest. That seems pretty fair, really. We'll go through a couple, couple of uh, things. So for the GameCube version... Famitsu said 30 out of 40. I always find it weird when they do like... <laughs> They're fucking scores, man. It's a G plus out of B. Oh, wait for it, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Game Pro gave it three out of five stars. Okay. Game Revolution right. gave it a C. <laughs> fucking hell, man. Criteria is uh, all over the fucking shop. IGN, six out of ten. Okay, yeah. And Nintendo Power, 3.9 out of five. Woo! 3.9 all right so it's, that's that's, but, that's a good score to be honest mate i think we need to go back and play the gamecube or uh, the Game Boy advanced version why game informer gave yeah. it eight, eight out of ten shut up really <laughs> and nintendo power gave it a 4.4 out of five fuck off and the are Metac- you serious the metacritic for that is 69 out of 100 so it's actually got better score than the gamekeeper are you serious <laughs> i think Why? we need to go play that for cashing in that makes yeah actually perfect write that down write that down in fact we've we've got the thing here should i write it down yeah Hang go on. for it all right um all right so d- jump us jump us in I, I, from what i remember with the main menu um we have it just jumps kind of straight into the train scene, does it not? Yeah, so it takes it takes a little bit. Was it Game Boy Advance, by the way? Yeah, Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So the opening scene of um, the game takes a yes. little bit of everything from the opening of the film. So you start off in the carriage, mm. and Hermione's cat's chasing the rat, which she, it does in the film. Yes, but not in the carriage, but in. in Professor Professor Lupin isn't covered by a, a shroud this time. His no, face is he's exposed. Just, he's just there, scarred up. Yeah. So you go out, and the controls, like, the, well, the graphics aren't too bad, really, are they? I, I thought they're all right, to be honest. You you had reflections on windows, which struck us as a bit of a like, wow, you know, yeah, that was quite impressive, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and and I thought the facial animations were they were they were over exaggerated, but you know. Like, let's be honest. You'd rather a, a little bit of over exaggeration than, for example, Tidus's laugh. Yes, all day you, long. If, um, if, you know, it would be nice to draw a middle line between the two, but that was clearly impossible in two thousand and four. No, so it went of like a little bit more of a cartoony kind of look rather than a yeah. realistic look, and it works. Yeah. It's GameCube. You're not going to get it does. Yeah, renders. Yeah. Um, so the graphics aren't too bad. No, not at all. The actual gameplay itself. Is <laughs> it's hard. To, it's hard to describe. So it's slippery. It's yes, it's slippery, <laughs> but only at times. <laughs> so, when, so sometimes uh, only when ice isn't present. <laughs> <laughs> when ice is there, it's yeah, it's fucking yeah, like fucking snow boots on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like when you're trying to get yourself perfectly in front of a chest. So I didn't mm. even realise you could open chests at first because I couldn't get myself in the right position to open it. Yeah, slipping past it. You just 
can't line yourself up. You have to come back and then like circle round and then aim yourself running towards it properly. It's like you're driving a car. We obviously missed the tutorial at the beginning where Ron's like, Harry, press B to take the butter off of your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You have to play an old game with butter on your shoes. <laughs> if you can complete it whilst wearing sticks of butter on your feet, you you, you win like a massive prize. You win a nude of Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> a full unfoldable magazine. <laughs> yeah, a proper page free of Hagrid. Good <laughs> shit. <laughs> a page three, oh. four, five, six, seven, and eight. <laughs> yeah. each, each, each page has got like a word in it. Look at this bombshell on page <laughs> seven and eight. <laughs> oh, beautiful. But yeah, so you you just kind of you're you're running around, you're casting your flipendos spell yeah. everything. You yeah. fight one of the, the monster books, because why not? You do, yep. Um, and yeah, it's... It, it, yeah, it's... There's not really much going on. It's just trying to teach Pretty you how to play the game. And, it, yeah. and like, you can move chests as two people, so like that comes in later as like there's a an, puzzle. There's an element of teamwork in a lot of aspects of the game. Yes, so like you can, you can swap back when you've got Ron. You yeah. can either press B to swap over to Ron, and you can yeah. play him... And then Harry and Ron can do different things, which don't really make sense because like, so Ron can open fake walls, which are like special rooms. Yeah. Which are very, very obvious. Yeah. Fucking hell. One of them is gray. And then this one's like fucking, it might as well be highlighted in gold for fuck's sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like clearly a fake room, fake wall. Yeah. There's but a secret reason, somewhere yeah. in here, Harry. <laughs> I can feel for some, it. <laughs> for some reason Ron can open them, but Harry can't. Yeah. Which I don't really understand. Nah, because all um, Ron does is slap them and they open. Just, he just then, pummels the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Harry can... Harry's the more, like, athletic one. But, like, yeah. maybe I could understand maybe Ron can't climb a rope, but mm. he can't climb on top of a chest, which is, like, crotch height. Yeah. How yeah. can you not climb up on top of that? Um, <laughs> He's got chronic runner's knee in both knees <laughs> I, 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 I got no i got nothing mate i got nothing it makes no fucking i mean sense. It, you know it's obvious like oh yeah so you got this skill for this one and this skill for this one and yeah but it just seems like it's a bit of an odd odd one that you can't yeah yeah absolutely anyway, um so it's, it's got that element which is quite cool i'm sure you mm. get hermione later which she could probably do more spells than the lads can because she's obviously better at that stuff. Yeah, she's she's got to be kind of like your your kind of. Oh, I don't know. I want to say she's like your all around puzzle solver, but at the end of the day, I feel like you need each one equally to start solving puzzles. That's what it kind of feels like. Yeah, it feels like it's going to go that way, doesn't it? If if we are going to get into puzzles, can I can I jump in with something? Go for it. It's a lot like Zelda, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a lot like Zelda. Like the main, the like when you press uh, Z on the controller, it brings up like your your menu, and you can like you can equip your spells to certain buttons, and you've got like your tools and your equipment, and it looks it looks quite a lot like the Zelda menus and the layouts where you have your equipment in that. Yeah, but also like Ron. Uh, I mean, we only played with Ron during the time we were playing it, but Ron, at least, I feel like is the equivalent of like equipping your boomerang. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like he's if, like if, he's like another tool. 
Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like the the. like the ulterior characters that you play with are literally just a tool to do something for example like if if harry is link and he needs a bomb to break open the crack in the wall ron is the bomb which opens the wall yes yeah very apt yeah Yeah. and then you get you get different spells as well um Mm. so we had flipendo and expelliarmus expelliarmus which Um, is like a reflective spell is it and you can yeah. assign them, so you've got two buttons to play with that you can assign different spells to. Yeah. Which was fine for the half hour we played it, but I can imagine that it would get quite cumbersome, like Zelda. Yeah, and I can the see it in a water playing. temple, having oh. to put the boots on and off. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, everyone does. Like, if it, Could it get to that point where you are just like, right, I need three spells for this, for this test, but I can only assign two? So I yeah. have to keep going into the menu and constantly off switching and in the menu. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but that that would, if it got like that, it would be very, very annoying. I can definitely, I can definitely see that. Like o- over time, this it, it could be a bit of a pain in the ass. To be honest, yeah, I can, I can but picture it. Obviously, we can't say for sure because we didn't get. To- Not at all. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, all I can do is hope that it doesn't get like. Yeah, I mean, so the the similarities are quite similar to Zelda, but like literally, it is it is mainly the kind of like puzzle solving aspect to it. I mean, fucking hell, when we did the um, when there's that puzzle where it has uh, reflecting light on the mirrors, I mean, fucking hell, there's a whole temple of that in uh, Wind Waker. Yeah, and um, Ocarina of Time, and yes, and Ocarina of Time. It, it is Dark Temple, isn't it? Basically, is, is that the one? That with from um, Ocarina of Time, it's Spirit Temple. Spirit Temple. I don't remember what it was in Wind Waker, but it's nah, the equi- it's remember. the equivalent. And and literally, the 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 point that you have to take the light to is almost the same. It's an eye. It is yeah. it is the same. And then when the, the light hits it, the eye closes up and and like clasps go around it. it. It's it's literally been pulled from Zelda. Yeah, yeah. When did Ocarina? Uh, no, well, Ocarina of Time. That was obviously out beforehand. When did um, <laughs> Wind Waker? Wind Waker come out. Ooh, it must be a similar time, 2004, 2005, something like that. It's got to be. 2002. Fuck off. Are you serious? Yeah. And it looks that much better than this. Wow, it's a very different art style, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Wind Waker Waker will hold up. Even without the HD remake, it still holds up today. Just a beautiful game. It's just a beautiful Um, game. But what was I going to say? Yeah, so that puzzle... That yes. now, now, obviously, a Harry Potter game on the GameCube is made for kids. Like, there's no yes. denying that. Absolutely. But that puzzle was ridiculously easy. Like, so you had yeah. to grab a box, move <laughs> the box over to the wall, climb up, and there was a light hitting one mirror, which was going to another mirror, and that mirror was firing at a wall. Yeah. So you had to get to the mirror. Then you press A, and then you hold down left, right? Now, in some games... Like you have to, when you hold down left, you're moving the mirror along. Mm-hmm. You hit your target. If you carry on holding down left, it will go past the target and it won't register that you've hit it and you have to go back and place it properly. Exactly. This game, you held down left. As soon as you touched it, cutscene kicked in and you were done. So and this, like, yeah. And then that was it. And then that mirror then went straight to the eye and it, that was it. Puzzle over. Yeah. This is where I want to bring in something about Ron. Specifically Ron, but it's kind of a thing about the game in general, but it's mainly focused on Ron. When you finish the puzzle, Ron, rather than just being like, good job, Harry, you figured that puzzle out, Ron goes, wicked! (laughs) 
Now, Ron, Ron's the best character in this game. Ron, he is. Um, I ain't going to argue with you there. He is definitely the best character in this game. He is also the most excitable character in this game. I feel like Easy. the boy ate one too many chocolate frogs before he got going, like, was able to fucking free roam around Hogwarts, personally. But, like, my God, you you flippendoed a, a, a bust on a, on a pillar and a Bertie Botts every flavoured bean comes out. One of them, you pick it up, and it says one out of 250. Ron. Yeah. Blimey! A birdie bots every flavoured bean! <laughs> it's one of them, mate. There's 250 to collect. You've the thing already is, told me. It's if you not pick... a cause for excitement yet. And then when you pick another one up, and bear in mind, these things aren't exactly difficult to find. Every single pedestal Fucking that has a everything. pot on top has has a Bertie Bots every flavour bean in it. Mate, the, I wouldn't be surprised if you take your shoe off and you find one inside Find there. one in there. Yeah. And then, but, like, it's, it seems a little bit random. He doesn't do it every single time. Mm. But sometimes he does go, Bean! Or whatever. I guess I'm excited. <laughs> and just shouts at you. Bean! <laughs> <laughs> he becomes pissed Bean. He's a bit, he's, he is, he's a bit much. Like, it was everything. Like, do you remember... Uh, I think it was after the light puzzle and you walk into this room and it turns into a separate puzzle where these these kind of like alternating stones. You're basically in a watchtower sort of bit. Yeah, con- there's um, two concrete blocks with ropes. Yeah, that's the one. And you're in there, two concrete blocks with ropes and you just walk into the room. It's it's definitely quiet other than like little background music like... Why are you singing Luigi's Mansion? That was I, I fucking I, I thought it was something similar. I was like, I, I know I'm whistling. I know I'm like humming something. I didn't. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was fucking Beethoven or some shit for a second. I was like, what am I, what, what am I humming? So like, I've heard that before. So yeah, Luigi's Mansion's playing in the background, and um, like, but it's an empty room, and like, you didn't even move yet. You just walked into the room. Ron just goes. Blimey! <laughs> you're like, you're like, fucking hell, mate! You're like, steady yeah. on now. We haven't even looked at the puzzle yet. <laughs> Blimey! <laughs> he's, but, he's he's a mental head. I don't know what like is going to happen with the puzzles later on, but it did seem no, kind no. of like um, like a lot of other games, which I can't think of any at the moment. But oh, it's kind yeah. of like a board, Borderlands is a good example. Yes. You're like, right? There's something in the middle of the room. Why don't yes. I just shoot it until something happens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's basically yeah. it. Just, like, all, all, you to... all, all questions come to the answer of violence, basically. <laughs> yeah, you just have to keep smacking yeah. that X button. So it just yeah, knock that thing down. And yeah, but yeah, and, um, Ron was well, you you when you finish that puzzle, you mm. you basically lock Ron, Ron in the room. Yes, he 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 lets out a small scream as he's been he's being fucking pillaged to death by. Small fairies, yeah, and that's it. He's he's done for, and then you you're hear on like, your own. yeah, you you know, you hear those particular screams like behind a closed door, like a. Did you hear that? Yeah, you cut out halfway through the scream. But it kind <laughs> of added, added to it. <laughs> Should I do it again? Because I I think I heard on your microphone like <laughs> someone dropping a plate or something. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, like, quite loud. Like, 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 kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, that worked. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, so then you leave it and you realise quite quickly when it's just Harry how much you miss Ron's 
random Tourette's outbursts. Just because, his, yeah, just his company, you know? Because he kind of makes the game. He does, um, yeah. He does, I agree. And then and then you go into a stealth section. So they've got stealth sections in this game as well. But like, <laughs> it's it's like PS1 Metal Gear Solid. But it ain't where, no Metal Gear. It ain't no Metal Gear, no. But yeah. it's the same kind of concept of the guards are stood there stationary i mean yes. in metal gear they do walk around but these ones are stationary and they have a cone of vision yes a small cone of vision <laughs> a small cone of vision because basically looking at their feet most of them you can just run straight past yes so like the you have a meter between where the cone ends and where the wall is yes. so no matter where the cone's facing you can just run straight past yes None of them tripped me up other than when Snape was there. And that was because you had no real idea of where Snape was actually looking. It's because you've interrupted Snape during an asthma attack. And he's and he's already and he's already gone fucking high alert. That's the only thing I can think it is. Because you you get caught by Snape and he just goes and you're like, fucking hell. Like, I don't know what that's (laughs) meant to be. (laughs) What is that? It's like he's possessed by one of those things from Dead Space. Yeah. You just see Snape in the corner, just like, <laughs> and you're like, "Fucking hell, get get your fucking laser cutter out, boys! We're gonna have to cut off some limbs." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yeah. And then, um, so it it came in with a few mechanics for the first half an hour, like a few different game mechanics. There, the worst yeah. one was oh, using, are you going to talk about using Hedwig. <laughs> Using Hedwig to fly. Fucking hell! It was, it was awful watching it. I was, I was painful playing it. It was oh. just, just terrible. Yeah, fucking hell! Like watching it because we had to do this over Twitch, obviously due due to the quarantine. And I'm a few seconds behind, and so Steph's audio. Steph, Steph is obviously a few seconds ahead. Therefore, he's he's reacting to things a few seconds ahead. And Steph's there, just going <sighs> like that. <laughs> And obviously, Steph's suffered five more seconds of Hedwig flying than I have. And when I reach that five seconds, I too, in perfect tandem, just... You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just... It is a sigh, isn't it? It's not, it's, uh, not, it's... It's, not, it's not tragic. It's not anything, but just a, it's just a wet fart of a gameplay, isn't it? It's it a is, because it's so slow and so boring. Like, and it's not <laughs> difficult to control. You just... You just literally just plod along, get your yeah. thing, turn yeah. around, go back. I would rather have like just rather than finding this biscuit, which I can then summon Hedwig to then get Hedwig to get me yeah. the map. I'd rather just yeah. have the map. Yeah, I'd exactly. Just, like a pedestal came up and I just took the map. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that would make a lot more sense. But this this was basically the main objective we were given by Fred and George, uh, and it was to get the Marauders map. The way Fred and George posed this to us, I wasn't too keen on. Because we had to meet them in the toilets. So we and met them in the toilets. Disused toilets. Disused toilets. Yes, correct. Disused toilets. One thing I noticed, there were no doors in any of the cubicles. Number one, privacy is totally out the window. And friend George said, you're going to have to find the Marauder's map, but you're have to gonna go. You're going to have to go, sorry, through our secret passage. And I thought, of all the uncomfortable things you could say, to a 13-year-old in a disused toilet, it's you're going to have to grab my Marauder's <laughs> map and you've got to travel through my secret passage. I just thought, come on. Come on now. 
it's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah. But we but got a, a the feature, Marauders map. A feature I did like, once you got the map, yes. you had a mini-map. Yes. Well, that yes, was you did. Well, that yeah. was, I like that. Yeah, that was all right. That was all right. And, and I mean, uh, other than that, we kind of left. Fred and George said, well done. You can catch us anytime if you want, you know, to buy things from us. And we thought we didn't even fucking know we could do it in the first place. And then, and then they pissed off and then kind of ran about for a bit. And that was pretty much it, wasn't it? We went and spoke to Hermione yeah. quickly. And that was... That's kind of it, wasn't it? Like, yeah, that's about it. But it seems like there's a few collectibles that aren't just the beans because you can also collect the the shields and the cards for house points. Yep, and cards are just and all that kind of stuff. So it feels like there's that kind of stuff in the background. Yeah, there is. There's Uh, there's a bit of a collector fun going, which is quite similar to the other games, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was. It was a laugh. I mean, oh, the, the wait, hold on, Tom. We haven't talked about the best bit yet. Have we? I've, I've gone through my notes and everything. So, what, what is it? So when <clears throat> it seems you can trigger this by going into one of the rooms that Ron can open up, then when Ron's uses Ooh. his special power to open oh, a wall... fucking hell, of course. You go in, and the non-player character, <laughs> so Ron or Harry... Crouches, which I don't even know how you can do in this game. Crouches and walks backwards. And I, I mean, don't know why, but it's the funniest thing I've <laughs> we, ever we, seen. We've got gameplay going on whilst whilst you listen to this. I'm sure. So I'm sure you must have seen it once or twice. Like you can backtrack and try and find it at this point now. I remember it. It happened when Ron was by one of the secret walls, and we were like, "What the fuck's he doing by that wall?" And then he just starts. <laughs> crawling fucking like backwards what, what the fuck's that about <laughs> it was so funny what, what was it about i didn't get it if that, it, that's not a way to alert someone to a pressing issue is it <laughs> i don't yeah i really don't know but it was i thought it was hilarious so oh, it was great happen, fun i'd fucking be, great fun i'd be more than happy to keep playing this game absolutely if if there are if there are constant little graphical glitch fuck-ups like that then this is a this is gold standard in my opinion. It, yeah. gold standard right any other notes i don't on the game no i mean my only other note is wicked because ron as we've gone on about it, like everything you do like you could fucking fall over and crack your chin open ron wicked <laughs> fucking wicked that's wicked harry well done <laughs> it's too much mate it's too much i'm just i'm just uh logging in to our gmail because oh, let's have a look at the uh cool wall absolutely because i know that is coming up next Yep. So would you would you carry on playing this? You know what? I would. Um Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would. Uh and it's not it's not because like it's not for the fact that I think to myself like I want you know, I want to see where this goes. I'm I'm desperate, like I'm really interested in it. Not really. I just think with with Ron being a total fucking mentalist <laughs> and with the graphical fuck ups and with the potential to have an even longer Hedwig scene, which I think would go past oh, the point of being fuck. pathetic and start being a bit funny. Like, I think just those three things can wing it for me to think, all right, I might invest another half an hour. But that's that's as far as I'm going. So so yes, but with with a kind of pinch of salt sort of thing. Okay, okay. And what about you? Um well, I'm, tra- I'm thinking of the way the way I'm the way I'm thinking of it. I'm currently trying to play through the Mass Effect, series. right? So I'm on Mass Effect One. Would I stop 
playing Mass Effect 1. So would I rather play half an hour of this or half an hour of Mass Effect 1? It, I don't know, mate. You, you, you could have, like, you know, you might want to get to know your teammates, Garrus and fucking Rex and Liara and all of that sort. And, you know, they're very interesting in-depth characters. Or you could have Ron scream in your face for two hours. Like, I mean, I don't it's temp- think it's... It's it ain't so easy, is it? <laughs> no, it's not an easy. It's not an easy uh, decision. No, not at all. I don't know. I might. I might play it again, but it's a. It's I a big. It's a big would. maybe in it. It's a big yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm. I'm with you on that. It's. A, it's a yes, but a big maybe behind it. I get you. Right. So I suppose cool. Wall. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we decide our namesake. But first of all, let's have a look at this cool wall. Uh, so our top five games that we have played in ascending order. So in fifth, we have Aladdin for the Sega Mega Drive. In fourth, we have Hercules for the PlayStation 1. In three, we have Warriors for the PlayStation 2. In second position is Alien Resurrection for the PlayStation 1. And at first, Goldeneye for the N64. Now, once again, don't think any of them are at threat this time around. Gonna chuck that one out there. No, no, not, not top five. <laughs> top five is still sweet. Uh in descending order for the bottom five, the the worst of the worst we've played. In 25th position is Back to the Future Part 1. In 26th is The Crow for the PlayStation. Um, I still get beautiful flashbacks from that. <laughs> 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 uh, 27th is Wayne's World for the SNES. 28th is Powerpuff Girls Chemical Extraction for the PlayStation 1. And 29th, Shrek Extra Large for the beloved GameCube. Right. Where are we thinking off the bat? I mean, I'll be honest, mate. I did quite enjoy it. Okay. So, okay. like... I've got I an idea it. where I want to put it, but I want to hear what you've got to say first. So, I enjoyed it... Did I, enjoy... I think I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the other Harry Potter games to get yes. a reference. So, you've got Harry Stones Potter Philosopher's Stones, Stones in seven. seven. Fuck. Seven. And then yeah. Chamber of Secrets is 22. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than Chamber of Secrets. It is, yeah. Is it yeah. as good as Philosopher's Stone? No, I, I don't think so. Look at the games below Philosopher. I, I, I mean, I know, I know where I think I'm going to put it, and I think, I think you're going to be surprised. Go on, where are you going to put it? I'm thinking around Cool Spot kind of area. Not too far off. I'm thinking under Phantom Menace, the new 18th. I'd put it 18th. You'd put it underneath Star Wars Phantom Menace as the Yeah, 18th. I probably would. I think Finding Nemo is a bit better and it's the equivalent generation. True. And it was the year before. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. Yeah? I'm wondering if it's a little bit better than Phantom Menace, though. Oh, come I'm on. I'm like the 17th slot. Re- you know what? Maybe it is. You know, I'll, I'll I'll concede on that. Should we put it new seventeen? New seventeen. Wicked. That's that's fine by me. It's literally in the middle, isn't it? Out of the thirty we've done by this point, this this is practically centre, and that that does make sense to me. It's a pretty middling game, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I've just Seven- realised if we do uh, films, so if yeah, we do Sonic movie and whatnot, we're going to have yeah. to set up a new call wall, aren't we? A film call. Yes, we are. Yes, yeah. we are. Cheer. Well, we'll work on that one anyway. Uh, yeah. Now, to the main question of the whole thing, the whole 
reason we do this. This is, is it. Is Harry Potter free and the philosophers? No, no, that's the wrong game. <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <clears throat> that's the one for is the GameCube. Is it a cash grab, <sighs> mate? Let me put this to you, right? Although it is EA Games once again carrying this on, and they've had this property for a long time, and you'd like to think that they've they've developed it to some degree. And it is one of like it, by this point, whilst they were developing the Harry Potter games, it's it's a bit of a prized possession in their arsenal at the moment. It's a it's a solid game for them to have. They you know it's a it's a proper proper endeavor. I think they were running to the fucking bank with fucking sacks with dollar signs on this one, due to the time it was released as a complete tie-in, but also the ripping of like Zelda properties and stuff like that for the puzzles and for the menus. I don't think it's. I don't think that that's coincidence, especially it being on the GameCube and being a couple of years after, like Wind Waker. I think it's a cash grab, mate. I I agree. I think it's a cash grab. But I think it's a good cash grab. It is a good cash grab. I'll give you that. It's it's a fucking good cash grab, but it's a cash grab. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. It's it's a good cash grab. It's, Wicked, mate. Yeah. Wicked, I'm right? With that one. Right, so that's it. So we've got a new number seventeen out of our total thirty games, and number seventeen is Harry Potter Three and the Prisoner of Azkaban for the GameCube. Jesus Christ, and it's a fucking hell of a cash grab. Take that. In fairness, I, you know, it was bound to be, and anything below like fifteen is usually a cash grab. Look at the bloody wall, for Christ's sake! Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> there's a trend emerging, isn't there? After thirty episodes, Jesus, we've only Christ. had we've only had eight games we've considered to not be cash grabs. And they're all pretty much at the top. Jesus Christ. Well, look, next time I think could be a really interesting one, to be honest, because next time we're set to do Doom. And Yeah, so Net 31 is going to be our first game to film. Yeah, it is. And I think it's going to be... I'm, I'm really intrigued for that. I've never seen the film. Doom is an ancient property in terms of games, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking... I'm really looking forward to it, big time. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've recently replayed Doom 1 because they released it on the Switch. And yes. uh, I jumped on and started playing that and I really enjoyed it. I'm not good at it, but I enjoyed it. Yes. And um, yeah, I too have never seen a Doom film. so Wicked. That's one to look forward to then, mate. So but, yeah, I'm Doom 2016. Great game. And I can't wait to get Doom Eternal. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, I, I never played 2016, so I'm, I'm fucking way behind. <laughs> You've got to uh, get it. So you can good. literally pick it up for like three quid by now and i just i'm just fucking useless <laughs> oh well i'll get to it anyway listeners viewers wherever you are whatever you're listening on thank you so much for watching i really hope with all of my heart and i'm sure steph uh, holds the sentiment as well that you are taking care of yourself during this terrible time or you know unbelievable time we live in uh i hope you're all keeping safe staying at home uh, and i hope that you know, although cash grab is a very, very small aspect of all of our lives at this particular moment, I hope it gives you some respite from the mad world we're living in currently. Thank you so yeah, much for listening. Please like and subscribe if you are on YouTube. Follow us on multiple platforms, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that stuff. Please comment and hit us with suggestions because we'll always follow them up. And until next time, doom. Yeah. See you later. See you later. <laughs>